everyone, it's time for Connectivity 205. I'm your host, Nicholas Bray, and today we have, once again, Adam Abunasa. Hey, you guys, I got engaged. You got engaged? Just go on to the next person. Okay. <laughs> Carmine Red. Hey, guys. And Congratulations, Adam! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Brian Rose as well. Hello, and I do send my congratulations to Adam as well. Thanks. <laughs> okay, so, um, Carmine, what have you been doing? What's been up? You haven't been on for a little while. Uh, I don't know. Being, being, I, I think uh, recently I got bit by that NX rumor bug. Uh-oh. And I went in the forums and caused some, tro- uh, some trouble. But, I, you know, I bumped a couple threads. I'm getting stuff. real sick of NX, <laughs> NX rumors and NX speculation. I mean, it's not fun. It's not like with the Wii where it was like more f- like it was fun to speculate in that. Now with the NX, it just feels so. Uh, tell like, us something already. What? Yeah. Wait, I why? What? What makes it like we didn't know much about the revolution until know, like yeah, but until like that that October where that like whole period put out that felt video. a little more fun than. The NX stuff is like, I don't know. I guess maybe, but I mean, maybe it's just mindset. It's like now, whenever we talk about NX, we're talking about it in terms of mm. negativity, and and it's not going to be a DP. That's all anyone, you know, that's all anyone says, and it's not going to be this, and it's not going to be that. Instead of talking about like the crazy stuff it, it might do, mm. you know, and uh, I all, I always get excited about the idea that Nintendo's combined their handheld and their console parts and they put them all together. So I'm like, wow, imagine like if every game on that we had on 3DS or, or Wii or Wii U, you could choose any game and it, you know, to play them on either. I mean, obviously this is all speculation, but this is the fun stuff to talk about. Yeah. This is the fun stuff to talk. What, what is going to be different about this? <coughs> it doesn't, and obviously the stuff Nintendo is not going to do, you know, but this, the, the idea space is so big right now and I think it can be fun. And, you temper that with a little bit of, oh, but of course it can't cost $600. <laughs> and uh, that's sort of the limitation you work in. Yeah, I don't see Nintendo putting out a $600 box somehow. But that's good for us, I guess. Yeah, I need I, uh, I need more money for Amiibo. So the lower <laughs> the cost, the more Amiibo I can buy. The Maybe more Amiibo, Amiibo you have, the stronger the console is. Maybe the Amiibo will unlock, like, coupons. Like in my Nintendo, like scan an amiibo and you get like ten cents off an NX. Maybe the NX will have a three uh, D printer attachment, so you can just print your amiibo out. Oh my god! Oh god! <laughs> is that what the NX is? For Maybe a second that, there, for a second there, I thought I saw something on a tweet where they would three D print like your custom, like amiibo, a figurine or something. I, that's what I thought Skylanders was going to be when, which they just announced like in the past couple of days, the next Skylanders. Hmm. I thought when they said, oh, you can make any Skylander you want, I thought that meant you could, like, create a th- something in the game. You could call in the, you know, Toys for Bob and Activision, and they would 3D print a Skylander of that, of your, whatever your in-game model was, and then they'd ship it to your door. Hmm. Wait, that's awesome. But then how would you collect them all? If there's like limitless combinations, you just keep making more and more. 
They'll be yeah. rich. <laughs> they can no build all rich. those Disney Infinity figures. In, in <laughs> fact, in fact, there was a DS game where you could design jewelry and contact the company, and they'd send you the jewelry you designed. It was like necklaces. Hmm. So I guess it was just like beads and stuff. But it's been Come done. On, what? Why do you know these things? Where do you where do you find these games? It's 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 what happens when you live on the internet for a couple of years and <laughs> don't even have time to play games because Come you're nail gap is all the time. Like just a digital like avatar on the internet now. He's not a real person anymore. <laughs> Are you like Wade from Kim Possible? Ah. <laughs> uh. But if I was a digital person on the internet, how could I play Just Dance, huh? <laughs> You're one of you the know, dancers yeah, in the game. That, that's what just, I thought. Just oh, Dance. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it, all this, it happens off the screen, guys. <laughs> I'm a real kid, okay? <laughs> Anyways. Sure. Anyway. Uh, let's move I'm on actually to... Tay 1.0. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to Brian. So, Brian, what's what's been happening? Uh, this week I've been playing uh, Kingdom Hearts 1.5. Final mix. Ah. So, um, I'm pr- I'm like up to Atlantica, and uh, from what I've played, we play. I've I I played it a long time ago on the, on PS2, so I'm pretty familiar with it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just kind of better at it than I was back then. Um, I just it, it's it's the thing with Kingdom Hearts is the first game is pretty fun because it's it, the storyline mostly makes sense. It's about Sora wanting to look for his um, friend Kyrie, and you go travel across all these very familiar Disney worlds. It's it's all very fun, very familiar. Uh, pretty uh, gra- the graphics pretty much stand up compared to what they that um, they're very colorful and, and sharp, and they look really good. But mm-hmm. um, you know, once you leave that game, it's like uh, the storyline just takes a complete. When he turns, it's bunch of incoherent storylines featuring a bunch of incoherent people with crazy hairstyles and ice cream and dark yeah. hoods and, and very long dialogues about st- stuff that when you actually like, read it, it the, the dialogue is supposed to be like meaningful, but it really isn't. That, that's how the, I kind of read most of uh most of this game's uh, storyline, you know, post Kingdom Hearts one. So, yeah, uh, I mean, it's very. It doesn't make a ton of sense, um, but the ga- actual gameplay of this of um, of these games are is pretty fun, for mm-hmm. for the most part. I have a question. You yeah. said you're better at it now than before. Yeah. What do you What do you mean? When, like, when did you first play it, and how are you better at it now? I just uh, better at video games than it was back then. Um, uh, I mean, I it came out in two thousand two. I probably played it like maybe a couple of years after that. No, I remember playing Kingdom Hearts two when it came out, like right after two thousand five. So I played it before then. So yeah, I play, I probably played it when, once it came out. So um, yeah, I'm just better at games than I was back then. I mean, just. As you play more more diverse games, you kind of like get the feel of of each and every one of them. So, once I started playing Kingdom Hearts again and I got used to the controls and everything, 
Um, I, I was fine. Uh, the camera, though, doesn't hold up at all. The camera's really bad. But, but they fixed that in the sequel, so that's cool. I I think you're missing the point of Kingdom Hearts. Okay. Like, you're talking about the story and the gameplay and the graphics and stuff. It's all about that one song, the only song in the whole series. <laughs> oh, when you walk away, simple clean, you know. You don't hear me say. You don't hear me say, please, <laughs> oh baby, don't go. Oh dang! That is a catchy song. There was a song for the second game too, which was also by the same I think artist. It's, I think it, oh yeah, there is. I thought it was just a remix of Simple and Clean. No, yeah. I don't think it was. They play that commercial like all the time too with that Everywhere. song. Everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so it, it's a very memorable song. I mean, that's why I play Kingdom Hearts games, because then once you beat them, over the credits, there's like an awesome remix. And it's like, <laughs> when you walk away, you don't hear It's like, <laughs> way awesome. That's the whole point of those games. This you is what we need. The, we, need the, we need Kingdom Hearts the Amiibo, more fun and you pass them, and they start singing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, huh? Uh, yeah, I would definitely buy. That's all the of next those. thing we have: musical amiibo. That'll be the next wave. Yeah, <laughs> that would be awesome. Well, there are those. There are the the Callie and Marie for Splatoon yeah. that unlock songs. Yeah, I changed yeah, my mind. Now. Like, I figured all they do. Has to sing now. I oh my god, that's pre- I, I didn't like that. That's kind of lame, honestly. I think it's just they want to yeah, play them out. It's underwhelming. Just, yeah, it's underwhelming. Just. They're putting them out to put them out, and they add some sort of nice little thing for you to do if you scan it in. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, they sing. Yeah. Well, I mean, they should, they should frame them. it not as it unlocks the song. It should be like a full-scale concert. They should sell it like that. See, sure. in-game concert, you know. <laughs> like, uh, have you got, did you guys see the, the video of the real-life yeah, concert they did for That was <laughs> yeah, awesome. I've heard of it. It is awesome. Look it up on YouTube. I forget any keywords because I don't understand Japanese. But it's uh, find it. It is impressive. The whatever holographic, whatever like projection technology they have to show the characters mm-hmm. looks pretty good when you are that far away, you mm-hmm. know. And uh, if there was something like that in the U.S., totally down. <laughs> I'll see you there, Carmine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I really wish we got like a single player expansion for Splatoon. Mm. Maybe for yeah, that would be nice. I thought they'd have done that a long time ago. But I mean, maybe it's, if it's multiplayer is the draw, then that's where they focus. I reckon they they should just focus on making like a sequel now and get it mm-hmm. out for NX. That'd be cool. Yeah, for the NX, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come to the NWR forums where we discuss this and other topics. <laughs> so, Adam, what about you? Um, well, the other day I came home from work and I was like, I should play a video game. And I was like, what video game should I play? So I turn up, I don't know why I'm telling you this. This is what everyone <laughs> does mean, every time they play video games. <laughs> <laughs> this is what everyone does always. Okay, so I turned on my PS4 because I was every time I look at my Wii U, I'm like, oh yeah, there's no games for Wii U, which makes me like it breaks my heart. But also, I don't like, have that problem. I'm running out of true, running out of space in the Wii U. I know. I still have like a hundred hours of Xenoblade, and I didn't play any of those humble bundle games. And I played Star Fox once, as in like 
one time. Like, I didn't beat it once. Like, I just played, like, one level. Um, but I turned on my PS4. That was the choice that I made. Uh, and I was digging through all of the PlayStation Plus games that I've never played. And there was one called Strider. And I was like, isn't this about Ooh. a ninja? I feel uh, like I've being a ninja. It's awesome. Yeah. So, okay, you're a ninja, but you're like a robot ninja. Yeah. And you run around and you're like, and you cut things up, like people up. And you're all, you're fighting like robots. And I think you're in like evil Russia or something. Like, <laughs> I don't know. There's a classic like, game, right? Like a Super NES game? Um, it, you, so. it was based on... Or did they on... remake it? Okay, Strider's like an old Genesis game, but he's more popular in like the Marvel vs. Capcom series. But a few years ago, Capcom revived him for a new game. That's out on uh, PS4, Xbox One, and stuff like that. Yeah, so I did not know... I think the old game was on Virtual Console at some point. I feel like that's the case. Yeah. But yeah, I did not know who this guy was. So I was just playing the ninja game, running around. Like I thought it was just going to be like a platformer. Like you run around and you kill things. Like it was free. I had it forever. Uh, no, turns out it's like a really good Metroid game. But instead of being like a robot woman, you are a ninja robot man. And it's awesome. Like you go and you find all these upgrades. Whenever you upgrade something, like the camera like swoops in and zooms in and he's looking there. Like all like ninja all cool and stuff. Is he a um, robot? There a, I don't know if he's a robot or not. I don't know if he's a robot. Everyone that he fights <laughs> explodes, and sometimes he, like... He, whatever. They're all robots. Sure. All, all the Metroid characters are robots. Okay. Um, But he's... It's really cool. Like, I was surprised. It, like, sucked me in. I ended up playing it for a couple hours that night, and then the next day was my day off, and I was like, I have so much stuff to do. I just played it for like hours. <laughs> oh, sweet. And I, I felt like, oh, I have to be almost done with this game, right? And I like hit the pause button or something and it said like game completion 40%. And I was like, what? I still have more awesome ninja thing. But anyways, the bosses in this game are really cool. Like they're all really varied in their attack patterns and stuff. And there are a lot of different bosses. Like every like maybe 20 minutes, like you run into a boss. And then some of the smaller bosses just become, like, common enemies. So you run into, like, this giant robot thing, and you're like, whoa, that's awesome. It takes you forever to kill it. But then, like, you run into those giant robot things everywhere, and you get, like, a lot better at killing them. Um, but the abilities you have are really cool, and you keep getting new abilities, and all really creative. Like, if you play a Metroid game, you know all of the things that Samus can do, so, like, when she gets them, you're like, oh, I knew that she could do that. Nothing surprises me. Like, kind of like in Zelda when you get the hook shot, like, you know, the wonder has worn off. But in this one, you get all sorts of stuff that I've never seen before in the Strider game. So, I don't know. I'm very, very happy that I decided to play this ninja game. How long did you go uh, before this without having played a game? Any game? Well, I guess, yeah. Like, Street Pass doesn't um, count. Oh, no, I don't really Street Pass anymore. Um, I played Twilight Princess, like, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. I, I find that, like, I, I game these days, like, binges. Like, yeah. there will be a weekend where mm-hmm. I, I, like like you, like, I sit down and like, I want to play something. I've got lots of time. And I end up playing, like, 
14 hours over two days or something. <laughs> um, and then I go for like a month without it because there's like too much other life happening, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. that's kind of what happened with Twilight Princess. I played it like the second half of it all in like one or two sittings and then went a couple weeks without it. But then it's 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 such a it's so it's such a great feeling I find when I do get back to something and then I play another fourteen hours I'm like I still have it <laughs> you know I haven't lost that I can still waste an entire day playing a video game <laughs> it's still part of me the, the thing with me it's is important not to grow up too fast the thing with me is I have such a giant backlog I mean I'm play I'm. I'm meaning to play Kingdom Hearts more every day because I want to eventually we'll beat it, but now it's like I have this pressure, like, crepe, I finish this because I have, like, two of the Zelda Wii U games oh. to beat. I have uh, Kingdom Hearts 2, and then there's, like, another Kingdom Hearts game that's on 1.5, which is, like, the, the Game Boy Advance remake. And uh, Oh, that's actually really good. Yeah. Isn't that just... Cutscenes? Was it the no? That's three hundred and eighty-two slash something days. Oh, that's all story. That's like two and a half hours too. And I actually watched it all. (laughs) And it's three five eight over two days, and that's actually the best Kingdom Hearts game. It makes no sense. I'm sorry. They they spent like like ninety percent of that game sitting on that clock tower eating ice cream. Yeah, the cutscenes are stupid, but the <laughs> the combat and the mission system is really fun. Each mission that you go on is like 10 minutes long, max. So like they're all really bite-sized, and they have ranks and stuff. And then you can replay all the missions as any character you want. So you can play as Mickey, you can play as any of the Organization 13 people. Um, so that's really cool. They all have like little different play styles. That sounds a million um, times cooler than the cutscenes. <laughs> yeah, the cutscenes are only okay, and the story is only impactful if you play through the whole game. So that was a bummer they did that that way. Yeah, but yeah, going back to um, getting through games and stuff, like yeah, I, I go like weeks without playing anything these days. But like, you know, it just depends what you feel like playing. I mean, I I don't think you should freak out about your backlog, really, Brian. Just like if you're in the mood for something, pick it off the shelf, and you've got it there, sort of thing. Like. You know, like it doesn't really matter if you haven't played them. I guess despite what the internet says, the main thing is like, like I stopped, like I really cut down on like buying new games. Like I only buy like ones that I know that I really like, would really like and stuff, and like mainly just Nintendo games. I'll buy day one, but um, if you get out of that, like you must buy every new, like all the new releases, like the day one and stuff, like it becomes a bit more manageable and then yeah just like don't really worry about getting through a particular game if you're not in the mood for kingdom hearts just don't play it put something yeah. else in for a day or two yeah. i mean like i yeah i like bar uncharted too so i have to play that too oh jeez at least uncharted is like not, not uncharted is like a good game to go through because they're like yeah. so linear and you can knock them yeah, over really fast yeah mm-hmm so yeah i mean i feel i, I kind of feel guilty i just need to finish it but I know. I, if I don't feel like it, I don't have to do it. I'll just play Pokemon. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, I, I've I, I've got like um, going into my sort of what I've been doing. Um, this you know, all these new games that I've got, but I've just been playing Ocarina of Time again. I mean, I've probably played it like twenty five times now, 
Um, but I finished the Spirit Temple and I finished um, Ganon's Tower last night. I played it for like half an hour and finished it. So, yay. Yeah, I like to call my backlog my retirement plan. Or <laughs> <laughs> retirement fund. If you wait like 50 years, in, you, know, you might be able to sell them for like a lot of money. That's yeah. my plan well, no, with like, the Amiibo. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm going to do when I retire. Like, well, I can finally play the Sonic RPG now. I should probably go to Target and buy a bunch of the $4 Amiibo that I haven't got just because, you know, in 20 years, they'll be like, these Amiibo are now worth like $100 each in box. No, in, people in 100 years still aren't going to want the fucking Tom Nook Amiibo. I mean, in 20 no. years, there's going to be people going for full sets of Amiibo in, in, in box condition. It's just going to be. Yeah. No, in a million years, the archaeologists will be like, oh, no, we don't want the Tom Nook Amiibo. Do you have a Marth? Yeah. <laughs> Why do you do this to me? Why did Nintendo do this to Tom Nook? There'll be um, fossilized Amiibo things wow. they'd be like what are they the people doing <laughs> yeah when, when the aliens take over the earth and they start digging through our collections and oh well, no first off we're going to like probably all kill each other and, and wipe out civilization ourselves then the aliens are going to come down and they're going to investigate what the hell we've been doing and they're going to find out what we've been playing all along was with amiibo <laughs> and they're going to be all like do you really want to communicate with these people we really want to see what they did for so many <laughs> the only years thing, the only it's thing just... left from human civilization is a jigglypuff amiibo yeah the jigglypuff amiibo <laughs> rosalia yeah, and they'll do and Luma. yeah the archaeologists will do all this research on the amiibo and be like you know after hundreds of years of research we still don't know what they used them for yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't know either <laughs> Shelf displays, I guess. They look really nice on a uh, on a shelf. <laughs> S- some of them, yeah. All right, so I will just take a short break, and we'll come back with a listener mail question, I think, and then we'll move on to our main topic after that. So we'll be back in a sec. Welcome back, everybody. Carmine? <laughs> that was really abrupt. Okay. Smooth. We're going to do listener mail now, so Carmine, take the letter for us. Yep, and this one's from NintiFan87. Yeah. Question for the connectivity crew. I always want to send in a question, but I can't think of anything. So, here you go. What is your guys' greatest gaming accomplishment? I think mine is I came home from work one night, I wanted to sit down, and finally complete the very last star in Mario Galaxy 2. I promised myself I would not move from that spot until I got it. It took me six hours to finally complete it, but I did. 
Also getting three stars on Mario Kart Wii, three stars on Mario Kart Wii on every single cup. I don't even know how much times I had to restart every cup because I didn't get first. And that's from NintyFan87. Huh. I don't mm. think I've done that for the last Mario Kart, actually. I I've never done that. Tried to do it on Wii and didn't, I sort of gave up. On Wii U, I got into I it. I think I did it on Wii. Yeah, I got no. into it on Mario Kart Eight, and um, I think I've still got to do like a couple of cups on the Mirror Mode difficulty. I can't remember. Um, but as far as like accomplishments that I'm proud of, I, nothing's coming to mind. I know there's a bunch of stuff that was really hard. Like it mm-hmm. like to do, but I, I can't put my finger on exactly what. I guess um, a more recent one was maybe I got everything in Donkey Kong sixty four, like last year. I just sat down and I wasn't intending to. I was, I was like, oh, I'm not going to get everything. I'll just play the game for a while and check it out. But I ended up just, I ended up getting everything. So, dang old school collectathon. Yeah, I was sort of in like a mood where I was sort of like slightly down, I guess, and I was just like, I need something mindless to play so I can wallow in whatever I was feeling at the time. <laughs> Donkey Kong 64 is good for like just tuning yourself out on. Well, my greatest gaming accomplishment, um, it was really hard to do, but I happened to have 78 Amiibo. <laughs> <laughs> that's just that's just buying stuff. That's not doesn't count. I'm damn it. That's what I'm best at. Although okay, you did send very to, good. You at did spending send your money. Si- did you send your sister out into the snow to get you an amiibo, or did you do no, that I, yourself? I left her out in the snow while I was camping. <laughs> <for an amiibo. laughs> Even better. Gosh, she was moving into my apartment during a snowstorm, and I was camped outside of a Target. <laughs> Wait, was this for okay, uh, yeah. was it for Rosalina? Rosalina, yeah, yeah, it's Rosalina. Okay. That, that was She's crazy. Still not out. I remember no, that. as long as it wasn't Tom Nook, it was Rosalina. So it was, man. I needed that Tom. Well, like for me, I saw like for me, I saw a peach. Go ahead. The other day, I saw peach amiibo. I'll just sitting on the shelf. Can you guys believe that those things are still out there? Which yeah. is Smash Brothers Peach. Smash Brothers Peach. Hmm. Huh? Uh, isn't she evergreen now? They said she's evergreen sales. I haven't seen a Smash Mario for ages, and I'm kind of considering getting one. You don't have one? No, I haven't got a Mario one. You don't have every amiibo? No. Oh my gosh. Oh. I have decided to just get saying? the ones that I like. Mm. So. Mm. Smarter than I am. <laughs> <laughs> I got Ness. I, just I got Marth. I do not have an extra Mario Smash. Sorry. Oh, they're even rare in Carmine's wares. (laughs) So, um, gaming accomplishments, though. Um, (laughs) Okay, probably my real one would be, I was like 11 years old, and I had just found out about Final Fantasy, and I was like, oh, this game looks so cool. And there was this game at the store called Final Fantasy Tactics. Mm. And I was like, I want that. And my mom was like, well, we can just buy you a game. So I had to clean my entire room, which, like, you know, it doesn't sound like a big deal. But when you're my age and you were a very messy child, then it is a very big deal. So I cleaned my whole room, and I go and I get this weird-ass Final Fantasy game. Good choice. It's like, yeah, it's so bizarre. But I was, like, 11 years old. I didn't know what was going on. It took me, like, a week to figure out... 
how to place more than one unit in like the tutorial. <laughs> I kept dying <laughs> over and over again just because I had like the two story characters. Yeah. Is this the not, like... PS1 version? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I died a lot. Yeah, um, that game was really hard. Game. Yeah. I beat that game before going into middle school and it was wow. very hard and a lot of the like sentences weren't real sentences like <laughs> it... <laughs> but I beat it damn it and I'm very proud of it. Tops. It's like <laughs> thank you. I I I did not beat that game. I didn't I either. I tried to level and then the game punished me for it. I beat advance but I did not beat the first one. That's really hard. Yeah, I don't think I could do it again. Yeah. Don't have it in me anymore. I mean, shit, I can't even clean my room again. <laughs> <laughs> the high point of your your uh, accomplishments, both um, exactly uh, home economy wise mm-hmm. and gaming wise. I think um, uh, Mario Galaxy does come to mind. Like the first one, the Luigi's Purple Coins was pretty tough. Um, for a while, do you remember the? Do you know the the one where you got to like collect all the purple coins? Oh yeah, yep. And the, yep. the that was the one that I quit. That the game um <laughs> the platforms disappear or they start rotating when you touch them. Yep. So you got to like work out the right route to get through the whole thing. But that was like a, I I enjoy that sort of those sort of challenges like where it's like completely skill based. It's completely like re, like you just got to be really good at it and. Every now and then, like you get a challenge, and he's like, "Yeah, that's that's fun." And especially after you complete no. it, it's just like, "Ah, it's done." No, oh, that I level, that. it left such a bad taste in my mouth that still, like ten years later, I have an unopened copy of Super Mario Galaxy <laughs> Two. What? <laughs> yeah, I didn't wow. really. That, I don't fuck, think... fuck that level so hard, I won't even play the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> I think there was some tougher stuff in Galaxy 2, if I remember correctly. Okay, I'll be sure to play it right away. <laughs> <laughs> huh. I I think I caught a Hyrule Loach once. No. Oh, no. I caught the Loach. I got once. the guy's like, hat. There you go. <laughs> my my I cousin caught the Loach. It, so that's not mine. <laughs> I catch the Loach every playthrough. Oh my god, okay. Um, that's right, it's part of beating it. I to. got a sword of kings and earthbound on my first playthrough. That was awesome. That's more of a random drop, but yeah, I, could, I felt um, really good about it. In Golden Sun One, there's a the strongest sword in the game is a random drop. I got mm. that. That's weird. Mm. And then, like on my second playthrough, I just played Magic Hat over and over and over again, and it never dropped again. So mm. it's still one time. But um, I yeah. Well, actually, I, I think, to be honest, like, my real thing that I'm most proud of is uh, outside the world of Nintendo, I used to play, like, a ton of Blizzard games. And I think the pinnacle was uh, Warcraft 3, because they had a map editor there, and it was, it, it gave you, it was, it was very powerful, but it hadn't gotten too complex yet. Like, the games after Warcraft 3, the map editor for StarCraft 2 is really complex, and I just could not climb that learning curve. I didn't have the time or energy. But Warcraft 3, my brother and I sat down, and we made a a custom map. So it's usually an RTS, but because you have basically a lot of triggers and and 
graphical user interface pseudo programming going on uh, in that map editor. You can make a custom map that will behave anything. You can make tower defenses in there. You can make Dota type games in there. Of mm. course, that's where Dota came from. We made a. It was called in the Warcraft Three circles. It was a niche called um, Real Life Games or Life of a Peasant Games, and they're basically simulation type maps where you have a character and you run around and you they, the map is designed like a real city. So it's sort of like GTA with World of Warcraft characters. Mm. And uh, you run around, you get a job, you earn money, and every piece of that, because there's no jobs per se, there's no there's no grocery stores in Warcraft 3, everything is abstracted, and you go in there and you create custom code and you attach custom icons, and you and then you make text pop up on the screen, and it's like, now this, you know, this area is like a wharf, this area is a museum, this area is a grocery store, this is a mansion. And how do you buy it? You have to interact with this. You have to right-click on this item. It'll bring up a dialogue. And my brother and I worked on that for like a year. We put it out, and then we worked on another year fixing bugs and adding features. And every once in a while, we find my brother's name is... uh My, my brother's call sign was Moron, son of Boron. And I was Harkendell. And every once in a while, we find like people who have played the map and remember it. And... Hmm. and and like remind us of like how much fun we had coming home every day and like working on that for like four hours. Yeah. For like two Jesus. years. Wow. I think that's what actually got me into programming. I never took programming in high school. But after that I was like, you know what? I want to take a programming class. Hmm. So it's like your superhero origin story? So uh creative stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> like if they go back and they do X Men Origins Carmine, it's gonna be about the custom maps. <laughs> I have like an almost custom like maps. really cool accomplishment. It's like I almost got, you know, I got a lot of the emblems in Sonic Adventure 2 Battle on GameCube. I just, near the end, I just couldn't do it anymore. Like getting S rank on every single le- mission is like just. Okay, I don't think you, you get the point of Sonic Adventure 2 <laughs> Battle. It's all about the music. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, all that too. But you know, I really wanted to get that Green Hill Zone remake. So, yeah. but you know, I did get it anyway because I resorted to uh, um, action replay. You know, I s- so I, I still don't think that that thing is real. Anyway. No, it's not. It's There's real. no way. There's no way that anyone could get all those emblems. Mm. And um, the GBA Mario Kart, I really wanted to try and get all three of the um, stars in that game. But it's really hard as well. Like it's much harder than what they ended up sort of dubbing it down to by Mario Kart Eight, which is just come first, come first in every track. Um, like you could come first, you could get, you could come first in every race in the GBA one and still not have three stars, because it comes down to other things like how many times you get hit or how many times you use an item and and stuff like that. I th- no one, I don't think anyone really knows the, the exact variables because. Like some people say, you, you're not allowed to use any items. To like, but if you use an item, it'll automatically flag you as like a two star accomplishment. What the but, fuck? Um, yeah, I I did get a yes. bunch of them without using items. So you just got to be like that fire in front to not use items. But I'm not exactly sure of the exact requirements. But it's really hard to get it three stars in the GBA version of Mario Kart. That's a pick. And that was the first game that they introduced that setup in well, as well. Brian, 
You ever accomplished anything? Yep. I mean, you told us about... I <laughs> sure <laughs> have. Have you ever accomplished anything? <laughs> no. Um, well, I did complete, like, the Pokedex in full. Um, a few Actually, I think your ago. living Pokedex accomplishment is pretty good. Like, you're yet. almost there. I am almost there. Yeah, that's good. I, so I've completed, like, the national Pokedex. I just don't have every single Pokemon yet. But I finally did get the, um, full Pokedex. I got the certificate in, uh, X and Y uh, a few years ago. So I, I felt really accomplished by that because it contains like a bunch of Pokemon I've collected like since Fire Red and, and Leaf Green to yeah. you know X and Y. So um, getting all that together was pretty awesome. And um, what else? I mean, uh, yeah, I mean that's like what else would you have time for if you're doing something like that? <laughs> I know. Yeah, I spent like a ton of time playing Pokemon and getting like every single one and especially like the ones that don't involve it's all like level 45, level 50. That's like the worst kind, especially, especially if you play in post game where I think like the only place where you can really like level up pretty quickly is like an elite four. Mm. So it's, it's, it took a long time and I never did it in any game up until X and Y. So once I finally got it, I felt pretty accomplished like yeah i've been waiting to catch them all for like 20 years uh, yeah almost 20 years so now that i finally did i'm like yeah awesome i finally caught oh, them cut- all just in time <laughs> for the new ones to come out so i can capture like 100 more yeah you haven't caught them yeah. all because you don't have a litten or a poplio yeah. or a rowlet no well if you think that way then i'm never gonna <laughs> catch them all it's like um it's like a, uh, I don't know the saying, but yeah, it's like a never-ending story kind of thing. See, I'll never catch them all, but I've caught them all currently. No, what you have to do <laughs> is you have to catch all the Pokemon, and then kill every creature on Earth with imagination, so that no one can ever create any more Pokemon. This sounds like oh. a super. Well, that's the only box. way that you can catch like them that. all. That sounds mean. I mean. You gotta. What does it here? Let me check. What does uh, it say on the front of the box? It says. Oh, it's on the back now. It says, gotta catch them all. But you can't catch them all. It's impossible. Yeah. The only way is to make them stop making more. I, mean, I think they've had that tagline on the box <laughs> since Red and Blue, right? <laughs> <laughs> they might have changed it. Check the box. I've caught one of every Pokemon. I'm happy with that. Oh, so um, you don't... And it's recorded. So you don't want to kill everyone. Oh, can you... Can, are you excited to start catching Pokemon in real life? In Pokemon Go? Um, kind of, but then again, I like to stay at my house, so kind of no, not. But, um, because <laughs> I mean, the, the entire idea is you go out and you walk around and capture Pokemon in different yeah, areas and my, stuff. My friends and I are going to go to the Everest base camp to get Articuno. Oh, cool. I mean, that, <laughs> that sounds cool. That's, that's where it resides, right? That's where you got to go. I think they should do that. They should, they should just make they some are doing Pokemon something like, like that. Only allowed to be like you know in one place on the earth man yeah i'm like <laughs> kind of depressed about that because i've been like looking for jobs and i've been getting a lot of rejection letters and stuff and uh i applied for the beta and they did not email me back yet so it's like i'll just pilot on the people who don't want me <laughs> not even pokemon <laughs> oh. wants me it, it... 
if it helps, I haven't gotten that beta email back. Yeah, but I gave them so much of my life in Ingress and in Pokemon. Yeah. They owe Whoa. me. Oh, I'm, you played Ingress. You did play Ingress. I, I had, didn't either. I hit I level eight, which is the cap, while it was still beta. I did it. Oh. I have a founder's badge, <laughs> which means I found Dang. it. Wow! So you know what? Oh yeah, for. it'll never oh, wow. end, and it's not worth it. But you're gonna get wow. addicted anyways. <laughs> so just to finish off this question, any last like sort of things you enjoyed? Oh, or proud um, of I hit level wise? eight in Ingress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I was in beta, I took over the whole city. Hey. You can actually read about it on the site. I wrote about it right after Pokemon Go was announced. I'm proud of it. You know what? There was another thing. I did, like, in The Sims 3, I did make the robot toy into a real-life human, and that was kind of cool. Hmm. <laughs> so there you go. That's the only other I thing. Think, it, it, I it was hard. Sims-wise, <laughs> I think Sims-wise, I'm, I'm proud that one time, my brother and I did not use the money cheat. Why? We actually played the game. And <laughs> oh. I'm like, proud. We did not use the money oh, cheat. I would it's argue. Real play I used the money cheat like every I would argue time. that you're not really Sad. playing The Sims unless you're using the money cheat. Because otherwise, <laughs> how do you buy, how do you buy unlimited no, fireplaces? It, this awesome thing. Our guy, Without the money cheat, he was the happiest you're Sim losing. ever made. No, he had, you have like, to sub- nothing. He locked and them he in the room. Happy. The point of the Sims is to make, <laughs> this like, is, make them as miserable to, as possible, isn't it? To, and to burn them. them to death. The Sims has a lot of the same messages that Animal Crossing has. It's like you can chase everything. But isn't that an empty goal? <laughs> what actually in makes animal crossing, you happy? No. Writing letters. Writing letters Ew, makes you no. happy. You have to dig holes around your neighbors so that they're <laughs> stuck, and then you laugh, and every time you forget that you dug holes around them, and you find them again, you laugh again. Like, ha ha ha, I forgot, I trapped you. Oh my god, you evil. evil. It's not like I do that to real people very often. I'm just happy <laughs> that in my sim, my sims get to like achieve their like lifetime rewards, and you get a bunch of points, and you can like uh, get items like a fountain of youth kind of thing where you turn back um, like a generation and I'm happy for them so that's like a great accomplishment yeah. for me well, like good for you. you you accomplished your dreams and I'm sitting here playing The Sims 3. I beat The Sims The, yeah. the Herbs <laughs> um, for the DS I'm proud of that it mm. was a launch game it was very bad but I beat it did it have an ending actually yeah or? it wasn't like a like it wasn't a rich. sims game it was like a story where you were like fighting oh. like the dude from monopoly who was trying to take over the world or something <laughs> it was really okay. weird it had nothing to do with the sims but i beat it hmm. cool all right cool. i think we should wrap this question up and then we'll <laughs> this move on a to good the main question topic. it's easy <laughs> question led down a lot thank, of paths thank you off the rails as usual he's actually my friend you guys i talked to him on twitter <laughs> Yeah, I think we all leave my friends alone, guys. (laughs) Okay, we'll take another short break and we'll be back with the main topic, which is going to be about RPGs. Um, uh, Sort of our general thoughts and like feelings towards RPGs, and like I guess we'll probably mainly end up talking about the NES and the Super NES era, and uh, that was you know the most influential uh, era for RPGs mainly. Nick, don't spoil it for him. 
people They'll going. They'll hear it in a second. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's just what the general, you know, that's what we're going to be talking about. So we'll be back in a minute to talk about RPGs. We're back and we're here to talk about role-playing games from NES to Super Nintendo to, I, I guess, maybe beyond. So, um, guys, uh, what are your memories of, of NES RPGs? Because I, I haven't played like a ton, but I, I've played, uh, you know, just throwing it out there. I, I guess we can talk about this. The first one, um, the, and it came out last year on the Wii U, um, and I'm talking about Earthbound Beginnings, aka Earthbound Zero, Mother. Um, I, that's the one I play the most, and uh, I really enjoyed that. It's not really like like as as good as Earthbound, but it's it's pretty it's pretty solid. It's pretty colorful. I, I like the dialogue. What, what do you guys think? Um, I haven't touched Earthbound Beginnings at all. I have bought it on the Wii U, but I haven't actually played played it at all mm. um i didn't grow up with an nes so i never really played a lot of the games uh i have dabbled in the first final fantasy game but mm-hmm. i've never really gotten super far into that but the I've first played final enough. fantasy game was sort of rough because yeah. uh, mm. there's an enemy that can because the enemy sort of use the same spells you do and there's that banished spell in final fantasy where it just instantly kills you and one of the bosses has it. So I pretty much played up until that boss. Mm. And then he would cast that spell, and I'm like, I'm done with this game. Yeah. And uh, it, it, NES RPGs were sort of sort of old school. I think in mm. Final Fantasy, you had a certain number of spells you could cast, mm. uh, depending on your level. Was that right? Um, um, That's, I don't remember that. It wasn't, it wasn't like an MP system, was it? Uh... I think I think it yeah, had I don't MP possible. See, that's yeah. I I might have mixed it up with another old school of old RPG. school RPGs. Uh, that's what how I Dungeons remember. And Dragons does it, or based on your level, you can cast so many spells. Yeah, that's why. So that would make a lot of sense. Yeah, that's why it's gonna be that way. Yeah, I mean, I do remember way more Dragon Warrior than uh, well, Dragon Quest now, but Dragon Warrior from the NES. I watched my older cousin play it, my uncle play it, the first one in that I, I I really feel like the first Dragon Warrior games were so much better than the first Final Fantasy games hmm. because they just felt like a more maybe streamlined experience. There was less that was a bit more polish and, on top of them, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And uh it was just way more it was easier to play, it was much more I don't know, smooth experience. No I don't think any bosses could just cast an instant kill spell on you. 
mm. stuff like that. Uh, and then, I don't know, there was one other I can remember from the NES, Baldur's Gate. Uh, and I didn't get very far in that at all. I sucked at every single game I played as a kid. <laughs> uh, I think I got like to level 2 in Baldur's Gate, but man, mm. I would get to level 2 like over and over and over again. I'd play it, I'd get to level 2, I'd, it'd get too hard, I'd stop, I'd play it again from the beginning. Uh, and Baldur's Gate was a port of a PC, PC style, mm-hmm. Western RPG. That was a bit more like Etrian's Odyssey. It's like a first-person view of the dungeon you're crawling. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So I think uh, that was neat. I don't know. When it was NES, in the NES days, I'm like, I can only get to level two, but I love this game. Mm. I don't know if there's anything else. I mean, they called Zelda an RPG back in the it's day. An, the yeah, adventure yeah. RPG. I think yeah. Ball probably had the most experience with the first Zelda game, but... Zelda 2 had a lot more RPG elements, but it's a really hard game, and it's not that much fun. I've never... I've tried playing Zelda 2, but I've lost interest, like, very quickly. Yeah, same. I've, I've mm-hmm. gone into it a lot of times thinking, okay, I'm going to try and play more of this game, but then I just sort of... I was like, oh, jeez, I really don't want to To me, this. from what little I've played of it, it felt more like a kind of more of a platformer than anything, but maybe mm. I'm wrong, but... Well, it's an action RPG. It's like, yeah. uh, you know, Kingdom Hearts, basically. Yeah. Um, you know, you got, you're attacking and stuff, but you're still affected by stats, basically. See, Zelda 2 yeah. has always made me feel guilty, because when I was, like, 9 or 10, I was in my first play, and I was backstage playing Zelda 2 for my first time, and I missed my cue. <laughs> yeah, I was supposed <laughs> to be out on stage. How did you play Zelda 2 while you're like... I was backstage. It was at not school. school. It was, you had an NES there was a TV set up with an NES Yeah, and it was a the real time. theater and uh, what? I never did that again. I felt so bad. I still do. Still, like, <laughs> almost 20 years later. Like... <sighs> <laughs> and it's like Shakespeare's like, and Del something or other. <laughs> I was not in a Shakespeare play. I was like nine. <laughs> <laughs> he was in Romeo and Juliet, and Juliet was exactly, Zelda too. Yeah. We both <laughs> murdered ourselves on top of each other. <laughs> See, you were in that play. Um, yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't know. I, there were there was a bunch of stuff on NES, but like was I that, caught um, the tail end of that, and I got all handy. A lot of people uh, sort of. I remember mean, James has mentioned it a lot on. Um, RFN, but like Crystalis, is that was an RPG, right? Or was that an, another like action RPG? What game? I want to say it was an action RPG. Crystalis. I don't know. Oh, I've heard of it. Yeah. Mm. I've never heard. I of haven't any played of it, but I, I've heard it's an RPG. But yeah, mostly, mostly RPGs <laughs> on the NES. Like, I guess we can all sort of agree on that. Like today, they're all kind of, you know. The polish isn't quite there. They're all very kind of grindy. They, they come off as kind of more archaic. Yeah. Archaic, but I mean, there's still. Uh, just because something's grindy doesn't make it. They're bad. Sh- shitty, it's that's what you're looking for. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. And, uh. It's just how you get used to it, I guess. I guess if you start <laughs> no, playing. Dragon, not, I no, Dragon. I still believe the, the Dragon Warrior. The ones. only good Dragon Quest game is the yeah, only Dragon, Dragon Quest game I ever Dragon played. Games. So. All the other ones suck. <laughs> Which one's that? <laughs> 
Uh, nine. It also actually yeah. kind of sucks. <laughs> nine. nine, nine. I, I agree, because that's the only one I've played. Nine I'm looking good. forward to, to seven when it comes out later this year. Yeah, I played for like a million hours, but when I finished, I was like, there's nothing in this game. There's no story. There's nothing to do. You just <laughs> walk around and grind. It's Except actually, still very charming and fun. Secretly, the best Dragon Quest game is Dragon Quest Heroes Rocket Slime. Yeah! Oh my god, yes, fuck yeah, Rocket Slime! Rocket Where the Slime! fuck is Rocket they've had, Slime? They've had how many of them in Japan and we have not gotten them? I don't know, but I need to learn Japanese. But and what's, okay, Japanese. well, what's Rocket Slime, though? <laughs> oh, I've heard of it, I've heard of it, but... Squeeze! Oh, it's great, okay, so you're a little slime named Rocket, and you okay. move by, like, pulling yourself and, like, flinging yourself a little bit. It's like a DS game. It's the best DS game. Oh my gosh, it's so yeah, good. It is. it is. And and you have a mecha. You have like this giant yeah. oh. tank thing. So the and, whole game, uh, you're getting parts for your mech, and then you get in your mech and you fight other people and yeah, stuff. All at the same time. Mm-hmm. The two mechs are like, lo- uh, you're like loading ammo into it and putting parts into it. So in the top screen, you're seeing the mech fight with the other mech. And in the bottom screen, you're actually running out of the mech onto the battlefield between the two. You're gathering stuff, and you're running back into your mech and loading it in. And, uh, man, it's been forever since I played that game. Can you actually go into the other mech and mess them up? Yes, Is that part yes, of it? You, you can. You can invade their mech and, like, smack them think, around inside I of think their you mech. Can, you can shoot yourself into their mech, even. Like, if you run oh, out of things to yeah. shoot. I think you can shoot yourself. I don't really remember. I mean, they, they, their mechs are more like giant tanks, right? Yeah, they're giant tanks, pretty much. Oh, my God. Okay, so... I have the receipt in my copy of the game, and is this real? It, it, at the end of July in 2010, I bought this game for $10. Oh. Yeah, so you might be Nine? able to pick it up for really cheap. For nine ninety eight. dollars good game. At Toys R Us, so go check. It's only six years later, <laughs> but they might still have some. It is a good game. If anyone out there is looking for like a great bit of fun, you know, it's DS, but oh my god, it's good. It is. Mm. We miss out on so much good stuff that only stays in Japan. No, this is like the one game that. Yep. There was one we... copy that came here, right? Yeah. And I think this is Rocket Slime 2. I think there was a one in Japan, and then this one came out here, and then there were some more in Japan afterwards. Because everyone is real chummy with you, and they're all like, oh, hey, Rocket. And I was like, who the fuck are you people? Why do you all know me? And I think it's because it's a sequel. <laughs> so, okay, that was a DS game. Let's jump back to the Super <laughs> Nintendo Oh, my God, now, I'm so okay? sorry. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I don't even think Rocket Slime is an RPG, technically. Mm. No, it's all right, not. let's jump back to Super Nintendo. It's a like, Dragon Warrior game, a, though. Probably Dragon a bit more Quest. to say, say about Super Nintendo, because we've... I've actually played, you know, more of the games on Super Nintendo. <laughs> I think we're of the age group where, like, Super Nintendo is, like, a touch point for RPGs. Well, I didn't play yep. any Super Nintendo, really, until, like, the early 2000s, because I never had oh. one. So, mm-hmm. I played these, like, later on. So- like, I didn't play Link to the Past until, like, 2002 or so. So, do you have a link wow. of this? Of these? Like, I mean, do you have a, do you have a, a list? What I mean, what did you <clears throat> choose in the 2000s with the, with the benefit of time to look back? Which ones did you pick out? Oh, uh, I played. I've played like Chrono Trigger, Super Mario Ooh. RPG. Um, I did play like I think I played like half of Final Fantasy VI. Oh, 
Oh, that's the best one. I fall off the Did train on Final Fantasy games. Like, I intend to play them, but there's, like, I just, mm. I don't know, I get sick of them quickly. I, I don't get into the Final Fantasy games as much as, like, other people for some reason. Which but, is kind of weird, because, like, I like other games mm-hmm. like Golden Sun and stuff, but... Um, no, you're doing it wrong. It's all about the music. <laughs> no, the, the, the music of Final Fantasy song. VI is really good. The opening... The opening, um... Yes, FF6 is my... With my yeah. Mechs. Yeah, Terra's theme is, is really just, great. Yeah, and you're just walking in that mode 7. Yeah. And the overworld music Nash. is really good as well. The overworld oh, music God. is so good in that game. Yeah, FF6 was definitely, like... Like, I played... I, I played that game, and I'm like... Well, I watched, like... I'll, I, I watched someone play it, and then I played it myself. And mm. I was like, this is a perfect game. I am, like... So, this is like, I, I cannot... Top game, top game. I'm, like, gonna cry just thinking about that game. The thing about RPGs from NES to Super Nintendo is that, especially for games like um, Final Fantasy VI, especially later on in um, the SNES's gener- um, lifespan, like, Final Fantasy VI really, like, pushed the hardware, and you, you can really see that. Yeah. In the NES, it was just like, you know, text, text, text. In Super Nintendo, I mean, even in Final Fantasy IV and, and, and five, I guess, and Chrono Trigger, you know, Super Mario RPG, it felt more like a fleshed out story and you could kind of like really start to relate to characters and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It, it's weird how you tradition. say it pushes the hardware because like as a kid, I was playing RPGs and I'm like, these prove that graphics don't matter. Because all it is is like I, numbers. I, I can agree with that. Five like, doesn't look like, that good on it. Yeah, Final Fantasy Four doesn't look that great. It looks well. It doesn't hold up, but like Final Fantasy Six looks really sharp. Yeah, I think but, Six. You, the argument is good. Like the graphics are pretty impressive in Six. Like and I the mean, Chrono Trigger. It's good, too. but uh, mm-hmm. I didn't. You don't play it. I mean, I my my whole fandom in in the Super NES era was. You know, it's like you don't play an RPG for graphics. You play an RPG for story, yeah. people. Mm-hmm. You know, no, you play an RPG for music. God damn it! <laughs> and then the music was also awesome for a lot of these games. Chrono Trigger is is awesome, and that's like one of my favorite games ever. I just like I mean, just in terms of soundtrack, mm. graphics, gameplay, story, you know, all of that. It's it's awesome with RPGs. It's like back then I. So I just like enjoyed like becoming part of the world that they set up and like walking around and sort of like just trying to go off and do your own thing. I don't, even though you sort of couldn't, but like it felt like you could. Um, like yeah, like just experiencing the world was like a kind of a cool thing. Try and get yeah. sucked into it. Yeah, the world mm-hmm. design is like a big part of like what made those RPGs fun and. I think that's part of what made Earthbound so amazing when I was just playing it because I'm like, it's an RPG, but this world is, it's not fantasy. It is a completely mm-hmm. separate sort of vision of how you can do an RPG world. It, it was, it's more realistic. I mean, not like ultra realistic, but like, it, it kind of feels like, you know, something that would happen in like the United States at that time because it's, very colorful. I mean, you buy stuff like with like real money, They're like um, you, go you know to things like hamburgers and <laughs> hamburger, yeah. yeah, ATMs. It uses a lot of Mammoth real life burger. items. Yeah, I thought that was great. 
that yeah, was a world I, I loved in the fact that like yeah. I'm walking around and there's a police station and I can buy this house, you know, and mm-hmm. I can ride a bike <laughs> through the streets and there's stop sign and there's, you know, tra- traffic lights and there's cars on the road, you know, that, that to me was uh, a great bit of world design. The world uh, in Earthbound is, um, <clears throat> even though I didn't like even find out about it probably until like 2003 or whatever, it was the 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 modern day sort of design um, was still a novelty then, like it was still sort of a, an original thing. Like, oh, this is like set in like the modern day sort of thing. Oh. yeah. Actually, that just reminded me. Uh, River City Ransom on the NES RPG. <laughs> Mm. RPG slash side-scrolling brawler, but you make money, you go to a mall, you eat stuff, you know, you get them to smile at you for free, your stats go up. RPG. What the fuck are you talking about? They smile River at City you? River City Ransom? They smile <laughs> at never you? Played? Yeah. There's one, because in River City Ransom, you don't have towns, you have malls between neighborhoods. Oh. So it's all these stores, and you go in and you pay them the money that you got from beating up bad guys and stealing their money. And you buy food, and the food will up your stats. And there's one store, and there's, every store is different. There. You can go for one for, like, noodles, and that one for, like, omelets, eggs, whatever. And there's one store you can go into, and you can buy a smile, and it is free. And they will, and the, 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 the clerk will actually turn and smile at you. Why? And that was such a nice touch. Because it's the world building, because it's the small touches that matter in an RPG that makes you feel like it's more than just numbers and text. Yeah. But how do they pay rent if they're giving away <laughs> free smiles? <laughs> don't question it. That hurts the world building. So, Brian, I know you're a big fan of um, Mario RPG. We'll just mm-hmm. talk back a little bit because um, we are planning to do like a proper episode yeah. about that in you know a month or so time hope maybe mm-hmm. so yeah brian um, can you sell you me like on that because yeah. i love final fantasy 6 and paper mario but i've never played super mario rpg just sell me on it i think mario rpg is better than paper mario that does no you use I, like oh, the, the original paper mario? Let, let brian yeah, original. do it They're you guys let, let brian do it I mean, Square Enix. Well, not even Square Enix. It was just SquareSoft. They were such. They were on such a big roll during that time. I mean, Final Fantasy VI, Chrono Trigger. You know, games like that were some of the best that that um, that's ever been on that Super Nintendo. So, um, Super Mario RPG was the game that got me into RPGs because I, I mean, back in the day, it was like Mario was like <laughs> everything I played. So, I mean, I had to kind of get it. And the thing with Super Mario RPG is it's not, like, a difficult game. But at the same time, the world is really charming. It's a really funny game. It's really witty. And, um, I think which is kind of lost these days on modern Square Enix um, games. Because mm-hmm. it's more about, like, pushing, you know, this great big dramatic world with bunch of character names you can't even remember. Cause it's more about selling hairspray these days. Yeah, it's, it's really weird. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really weird these days, but this is simple, it's basic, it's colorful, it's uh, it's Mario and it's Mario characters, and the um, the new characters are really nice. I, I really like Geno. M- Malo's pretty cool too. 
Um, I mean, like with yeah. Gino, with Gino, like he left such an impression. People still clamor for him in Smash yeah. Brothers. Oh, I mean, he's been Gino in one so game, much. but he's so. Gino's memorable. OP. He's so they cool. introduced <laughs> an OP original character in Super Mario RPG. That's be, my take on Gino. Done. They should now, get Square to just make a Gino game. Brian. Gino, <laughs> Gino PG, Gino RPG. <laughs> but Brian, I think would, uh, would you, you say that Mario RPG is like simple, but it was really innovative. It had this yeah. whole new battle yeah. system. Because remember, Square Enix had the AT active time battle for FF6. Yeah. Mario RPG has a different battle pits. system. And it, it is, yeah. it's easy, but it's skill-based at the same time. And yes. it's, it's so rewarding to get that, like, how many jumps can Mario do on that Goomba's head because you're timing each button press, right? Yeah. And then, it I mean, some of the later, awesome. some of the later attacks as well, like, they do get a little more complex in, like, the button presses yeah. and the timing and stuff. Like, there's a good sort of gradual step up, like, to the more advanced moves. Yeah, I, you know, I think that they did that because I think they thought, you know, this is, I think, I still think this is very much a game designed for an audience that's never played RPGs. Mm-hmm. So when you're using these timed hits and you're using, you know, uh, you know, press this at the exact same, t- at the same time and it'll cause more damage, you know, it's always about, being interactive and not like just waiting your turn. It's about being proactive. It's about constantly being um, engaged, mm. and I think that's why a lot of people are got into that system because it's it's really proactive. It's really it really gets you into the game. It really pressures you to you know fight enemies and keep playing and using that gameplay to to carry on with the, with the story. It was also like. Um... You know, because it's also Mario having it more active and like having you mm-hmm. perform jumps and stuff was like, yeah, uh, probably like a a good choice really. If it was just a standard RPG, you know, it wouldn't feel as much like Mario. If they made Final Fa- the same kind of like Final Fantasy game with Mario, I I don't think it would have worked. Yeah, yeah, because because no. you're kind of like saying, well, yeah, Mario plays like that, but now let's see what Mario would play like in Final Fantasy. And you know, to Square Enix's um, credit, they never did that. They didn't do that. Mm-hmm. They did something completely different and something that would appeal to a wider audience. And the, the, and, graphics, uh, the graphics are pretty charming as well. I really like the design yeah. of a lot of the worlds and it, the characters. It, it, it's like 3D, but... Isometric? It, it's like yeah, iso- yeah. isometric. It's yeah. like isometric it's, it's Donkey Kong Country. It's like the same technique they use for yeah. Donkey Kong Country. Mm-hmm. No, Brian. And also that one Sonic game. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Wait, Sonic Chronicles? Sonic 3D no, Blast. No, um, Sonic 3D Blast. Oh, okay. Because if you guys want to talk about Sonic Chronicles, I'm down. We'll get to there eventually. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That's yeah. not. Um, uh, it occurs to me would that you, would... probably Mario and Luigi is the spiritual successor in terms of like that timing battle system. Yeah. Mario and Luigi has a lot yeah. of those timing things that happen mid in in battle. Is Paper Mario and Mario Luigi are like sort of like they both took inspiration from the same game but came out with two different outcomes. It's like yeah. kind of weird. Yeah, Paper Mario has stuff. Mm. And I also nice thing about the uh, Mario RPG is the numbers were tiny. Like in FF6, you're doing nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine damage when you cast Ultima. Yeah. You know, in Mario yeah. RPG, you level up and I mean you're you're working on double digits. Mm. I think. Yeah. Do you get yeah. double digits in that game? 
Um, I can't remember. I, I can't think remember. It, I think it would, I think it would be very late in the game. I, you know, I think it gets to like maybe two hundred maximum, maybe three. It doesn't go to nine hundred at all. Yeah, because I remember no. the cool thing is you'd gain a level, and then you'd get to hit like uh, a mystery block. You get to choose between like mm-hmm. some mystery blocks or something, and decide which one of your stats. And there were only three stats, you know, to worry about in that game. Not like not like other RPGs of the time. Yeah. And you get to up simplified. it by one. Mm. Yeah. yeah, but it worked. It 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 said yeah, it, you know, it totally you did. Need, you don't need a spreadsheet to play an RPG. Mm-hmm. Actually, one of my friends, like, back when Paper Mario and Mario Luigi were sort of new, that was, like, a downside to him. He liked having the numbers be, like, massive. And, like, having it, like, do three damage was sort of, like, a letdown to him. Which is kind (laughs) of weird, but... Uh, Yes. But, um, going back to, like, being brought into a world in Super Mario RPG, like, being able to see the Mushroom Kingdom and, like, sort of walk around it and... Oh yeah, like, displayed in this this way, it was like really cool that because awesome. it felt more. You could sort of, I don't know. You got more out of the world than you did from like the side-scrolling games. You know, like, you yeah, because you, you got to explore it without having to constantly be battling enemies. And yeah, you get to talk to people, See and the people always said some and, clever stuff. And yeah, it, it was really immersed. It immersed yourself in, in Mario's world, at least mm. what that game, what their interpretation of that world was. Yeah. So, Wait, okay, Brian, that was very fun. Yeah. Would you consider it on the same level of like quality as Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy VI? Mm. Like, would you consider it to be that great of a game? I think it's great in its own way. Well, not I like mean, if comparable, I had... but just like. I don't know, like, if you were to build a video game museum. If you were going to give it, like, a power yeah. level. On a like, quality, over 9,000? Under 9,000. On, like, a pure quality level, I'd say it stacks up to those as well. Like, they're different. Like, Mario RPG is different, but, um... Yeah. Just in it's, terms I, of... I yeah. mean, just, just in terms of, like, how impressive it was. I mean, Chrono Trigger was kind of way more impressive than Mario RPG in a lot of ways. But that doesn't mean Mario RPG you know, isn't as good as Chrono Trigger. Mm. I think it's, um, I think it's slightly under, I would say, um, just in terms of, you know, graphics and story and, um, and things like that. But I wouldn't say it's not as good as Chrono Trigger, but Chrono Trigger's more impressive in other ways. You know what, I'm holding my... I'm holding my gamepad. I was about to buy it, but you failed. I ha- I hate Chrono Trigger. It was a trick question because Chrono Trigger does not belong up there played... in Final Fantasy VI. I've never played but... Chrono Trigger. Uh, I I personally, from the Super NES games, I, RPGs, Square Enix RPGs I played, I I I treat it as a Trinity for a SquareSoft because I've never played mm-hmm. Chrono Trigger, so I put. FF6, Super Mario RPG, and Secret of Mana as my mm. SquareSoft Trinity of the Super Nin- of the Super Nintendo, hmm. and those I, are the I games see- where I say this demonstrates what SquareSoft was capable of in that era. Hmm. And I've had Secret of Mana for a few years now, and I haven't played it yet. I've always meant to play and beat that. Secret of Mana. Everybody talk- has drawbacks. It's definitely yeah. a 
a lot of grind. You should probably uh, play yeah. it in co-op if you can. Yeah, and definitely yeah. play it in co-op because that's really where it really shines so much in co-op. I mean, not it's so much, gra- but the fact that you're playing co-op and you could even get three people in there and it's an action RPG, so three people in co-op, it almost turns it into like a side, you know, like an action game. I mean, the game's cover is really nice. It's beautiful. And, and, the, and yes, it's beautiful. And the music is really awesome, too. But I just haven't had the chance to, like, go through and beat it yet. Well, I mean, that's what's important is the music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's another one that's just awesome soundtrack. I mean, a yeah, lot of these games have awesome tra- soundtracks. So, that's a. Uh... There's definitely a lot of Squaresoft. Did any of you guys play Illusion of Gaia? I've meant to, but I haven't. No. No, none of us have played your made-up games, Carmine. Oh, come on! <laughs> I might have played a little bit. Illusion of Gaia, guys! This is Enix! Come on! <laughs> it's the other half of Square Enix. Um, it's, uh, that... I guess Illusion of Gaia veers a little more towards the action-adventure sort of thing. Mm. Uh, it, it's... It's structured more like, uh, more like a linear Zelda. So you do have dungeons and you're, no, it's, it's, it's way more on the action RPG-ish side than the RPG thing, but it's definitely, uh, I don't know, it's, it's hard to separate all those because it carries a lot of the same mind space for me. And that, and Illusion of Gaia had a really, it, the story gets pretty dark sometimes. There's people, there's like kids dying in that game. There's people playing, like, Russian roulette and losing. There's, you know, you're freeing slaves and there's skeletons lying around. And then it has, like, a perfect anime ending where it's like, years later... Oh, wait, no, I can't spoil it. (laughs) 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 um, Anyways, you should look into it. If you're into, like, a sort of action-adventure thing where it's sort of in the Zelda thing, but it also really goes all over the ancient world. And you're sort of like looking for your lost dad, and you've got like these slightly psychic powers that you use to solve uh, block moving puzzles. Well, I checked the Wii U eShop, and there's no Super Mario RPG, but there is Breath of Fire, which I will not. Uh, I no, don't I make that sound. That. It's awful. <laughs> I mean. Wait, which one? Okay, one and two. Breath of Fire 2 is meant to be quite good. But one is very, very by the books. Hmm. Uh, I played the Game Boy Advance one. It looked one, good in Nintendo Power. Planned. It really did. Now that was a that's credited as a Capcom game, right? It yeah. is Capcom, yeah. But I think wasn't it developed by Square or they helped out or something? Maybe I think someone was hired wow. to make it for Capcom, and yeah, then they made was like to make it for them the yeah. rest of the series or something. I don't know. Who cares? It's not important because they're terrible. They're just bland. The coolest part was that at one point, you, like you could fuse two characters together. You're like, that's cool. And you could pick who you wanted to be on the main screen. So you could be like the fish dude walking around or the fox dude. Uh, I'm sure there were or other the characters. <gasps> there was a bull dude? Wasn't there? Uh, Maybe I'm thinking of another one of those Death of Fire games. There was definitely a bull dude in one of the games. Ox, I think his name was. Oh, maybe. Uh, but what's really important is that Final Fantasy VI is just so beautiful <laughs> like there's the one part when everybody dies oh i love it it's so great like you think you're about to win the game and then Wait. everybody dies 
It's great. How can yeah. we talk about Final Fantasy VI and not mention the opera scene? Okay, wait. We just because didn't. everyone always talks yeah. about the opera scene, and it's not even that great. I don't even remember it from when I was a child. But I do remember the part where you wake up on the beach, and you're like, oh my gosh, everyone died. And you have to like catch fish or some shit. Oh, God. And you, do you get scurvy? Uh, no, maybe. Or maybe you you're have to do someone. the same thing in Illusion of Gaia. And this is why Illusion of Gaia is awesome, because I think you get scurvy. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you, you end up having to do this, and you actually start suffering the effects of not having any fresh food. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, that's Speaking not about this, sex. Speaking of the opera scene in FF6, though, uh, one of the first anime cons that I went to in t- like 2006, Animania Sydney, there was like a cosplay group that dressed up in FF6 costumes and did the whole dance and everything. Oh and my like, gosh. Kind of cool. Awesome. Yeah. That sounds awesome. They are professional. When they, when they do that, they rehearse it. They've got all the sound cues set up. You know, the costumes are really good. Who... I, yeah, they're, they're actually really good um, quality costumes as well. And the performers, I, I know a couple of people who do it. Like, I know a couple of people I know in college do it. They're still doing it. I see them on Facebook, and I'm like, that is a topic costume. And I've seen their performances. They put a lot of work into those. Hmm. So one other game um, I wanted to mention also was uh, Tales of Fantasia. Have you, have you guys played that? Um, I Super played... S- I played Super it Nintendo, once yeah. on Game oh. Boy Advance, and then I left it in my sister's car for like 10 years, and then when <laughs> oh. she sold it, she found it, and she was like, here you go. And I just never got back to it. Wait, is it right here? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I found it! I found it! Tells of Fantasia. Now, that wow. game's uh, graphically is quite nice, but it's also got like compressed like opening song and FMV, I think, like some sort of basic fmv or what um maybe not fmv but they've definitely got like a compressed um like proper song like a you know like imagine a tales game opening and it's got a japanese song playing oh yeah it's also the prequel to tales of symphonia <gasps> is it really tales of symphonia yeah, is the best it, game ever they're connected um oh, the same world why you say that fantasia was... takes place like a few hundred years before because I was I think. 12 when I played that game, Carmine, and it was fucking <laughs> awesome. Oh, I don't know. What, is it not the I best game ever? I finished that game, but under protest. My, my best like friend it. loved the game, uh, Tales of oh. Symphonia. And I at some point, I was like, I can't take any more of this, this anime trope. <laughs> yeah. But, but I finished it love. because he wanted to. Up. We no, often always hopped up Marble, the granny character that dies at the start. And we was like, aha, Marble. <laughs> She died. <laughs> she did die. <laughs> she got ground up into an exosphere or whatever they were. Yeah. Because remember yeah. the the things that they the magic things in that game were like created <laughs> from people, and that's the whole point, I think. Or like some enemy was trying to use people for no, magic stuff. Yeah, like trying to steal energy from some other See, world or something. They're just mm. they're just copying FF six, magicite <laughs> people. Those were espers. Yeah, but they weren't people. Espers aren't people. Espers are people! That is the whole point of the game! That's not the Tara point of the game. Tara was an Esper. The, no, yeah, was... but she wasn't a person. She was like a green Esper thing. But oh, people... Man. The point of Final Fantasy VI was that clowns are evil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and poison your water laugh. supply. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. yeah, they're very evil. Keep the clowns away from the river. Yeah. Well, after the Super Nintendo, th- my first RPG was actually 
Pokemon. But the one that I count more so as like my first traditional RPG was Golden Sun on the GBA. So that was because that's like a proper, you know, Final Fantasy style RPG. What just Even happened? It's did, got you a just, few... did you just skip over Quest sixty four? Yeah, we're running it. <laughs> we're going long already. So let's okay, just okay, okay. I'll give I'll give you that. There was Quest Quest sixty four and the sixty four, and it was like sucky. So that's about it. Oh, the guy, the main character looked like Alpha. Actually, I like the look of that game. It looks very nice. Colorful. It was super grindy, yeah. but yeah, it was it was way too grindy. But I played a ton of that game. But mm. yeah, let's we're going over and we're, we're maybe that's all we have to say about it. that. Let's not talk Golden, about where we are. Golden Sun. I remember getting Golden Sun for Christmas in two thousand one, and it was just graphically like mind blowing to me. Like the graphics looked like sort of three D ish, and like just working out, you know, exploring the world, and you know, because after Pokemon, like going to like a Golden Sun style game, it felt like it felt different. That's huge. Yeah. Mm. You know, I think the reason that I hate Breath of Fire so much is because I was out looking for Breath of Fire because it looked good in Nintendo Power. And I found Golden yeah. Sun and my brother was like, oh, I heard this game is good. So I got it. And it was fucking amazing. It was so good. Mm. And then immediately after beating Golden Sun, I played Breath of Fire. <laughs> I was like oh. so underwhelmed. Oh, is that a doggy? Is that a doggy? You guys, do you guys hear a dog? Does he? Did he ask? Keep oh, going at him. Keep going. Yes, I love <laughs> dogs. Um, but yeah, Golden Sun is beautiful. Um, I I just loved that it was a, like a big epic fantasy story, but it wasn't like so boring. Like a lot of the older RPGs are very like, "Thou shalt," you know, talk mm. like Lord of the Rings and be boring. And it's like, well, I'm a little kid, you know, I don't want to play that shit. But in Golden Sun, they all spoke to you like you were a child because you were like a child. I think you were like 12 in that game. And most RPGs, you're like angsty teenager, young people. <laughs> um, but in this one, you were like kids out exploring the world. It was the first time you'd ever left. And there were a lot of like really interesting people. And they all There's a lot of cool places jiggled. too. Like the villages and that were cool to, vi- to visit. And like you went on a boat to cross like a the water and stuff and uh i think that was cool. two with no the but boat. there was a boat in the first one you went onto a boat was there and you did stuff i don't think you controlled the boat though you just it was just like you went onto a boat at one stage they kind of fused together for me but together they are much better than breath of fire but i love that everyone jiggled like you know right before they started talking they would jiggle and they used emoticons to... Like, I secretly <laughs> do that in my head right before I start talking every time. Like, I just, like, in my head, I'm jiggling a little, like, oh, Camelot said it's my turn to speak. <laughs> what, did you, what did you think of, um like, the Cyanergy stuff and, like, you could interact with the world and you had to collect the the Jin and... um That was all great. I'm like you. My first RPG was Pokemon. So that was really good that I had something I could collect yeah. um, and that I had overworld puzzle stuff I could do. I mean, none of it was really hard, but it was a little time some consuming. Of the summons look, some of the summons oh. were really cool to watch. I liked watching them. They were beautiful. Like yeah. you, could, you could mix up the, the gin that everyone had to give them like special abilities and stuff. Mm-hmm. But if you mix them up, then you couldn't get the coolest looking summons. So I was really boring and I was always like, oh, Isaac, you get eight earth gin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but did you ever play Dark Dawn? No, I've still got it sealed. I haven't opened it yet. 
Well, it's okay. You don't have to open it. <laughs> Brian, Wait, did you so... play Golden Sun? I did not. Um, for my brother really got into it, for, but for whatever reason, I did not. Have you? I, so you haven't played it since either. Uh, what? Yeah, you haven't I played didn't it at play all, it then? either. Actually, no. it totally no. missed me by. I actually oh, played other it's games. It's on the Wii U eShop. Sure at the beginning, it goes. I think. I think I've got an idea here, Adam. You have to download Super Mario RPG, and it's not on the eShop. download Golden Sun. It's not on the eShop. I'll do it if Adam downloads Mario RPG. Virtual console. I'll do it. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. I would do that if Adam's up for that. Uh, I mean, if you guys are going to make me, I guess I'll play. <laughs> I think you'll enjoy Mario games. RPG, though, Adam. I think you'd like it. But is it going to be better than Super Paper Mario? Sorry? Is it going to be better than Super Paper Mario? Yeah. Because yeah. I, li- yeah. I like everything more than, than Super Paper Mario. What? Yeah. Super Mario Paper RPG is my favorite RPG. No, Super Do Paper you- Mario is the best Paper Mario game. The opening of Super nice. um, Mario RPG is like really epic as well. It starts off basically with like a fight. You're going into Bowser's castle and you're like fighting him and everything. It's like really cool. Yeah. Oh, it sounds like every a... Paper Mario game. Well, it's a cool opening scene. It's cool. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes, it's really right. cool. Well, well, isn't isn't the opening scene of in. Super Mario RPG? You're going into Bowser's castle. Yes, yeah, fighting I, Bowser. Yeah. That's yeah, what I was talking about. Said. Alright, so we yeah, should it's all... it's on top of a chandelier, and it's all cool. And then Smithy yeah. drops oh, out Also, there was this really weird late-era oh, DS game oh, that I don't think anyone else My ever brother. heard of called Solo to Robo. Yeah, I've heard of that. You heard of it? Carmine, do you own this game? Are you going to be like, I love this game? Because you always do that with the coolest games. Carmine? Ooh, I'm back. Oh, oh, you're back. Have you ever heard of Solo to Robo? Heard of it? I think it's in my backlog. No, I don't think it's. In my, it might be in Red, my backlog. Red the Hunter. <laughs> well, it's really cool. You're this like dog dude, and you are in a giant mech suit, and you run around and hit things, and like pick things up and throw them at each other, and that's like how the combat is. But you level up a little, and there's a pretty decent story. But it came out really late in the DS. And they made some other game for, like, the PlayStation that also didn't do very well. And they said, like, if this doesn't do well, we're never making any more games. And it was really sad because I don't think it did well. But I liked it. Um, Like, halfway through the game, you, like, turn into a person. And then, like, you think it's the end of the game. And then it turns out, like, you unlocked the sequel. You play through more, and you're not a person anymore, and you're like, whoa, what happened? I thought I was a person. <laughs> okay, so, um, yeah, so uh, on GBA, the, the GBA mainly had, like, ports of other RPGs, and, like, we were just talking about Golden Sun and Super Mario. I mean, Mario and Luigi. Um, do we want to quickly go over those before we jump to DS? Oh, yeah, sorry for jumping around. Mario and Luigi is a lot of fun. I love the first one. Um, the second one kind of killed the series for me, but the first one had great pacing. I really liked kind of like the hub area with like the coffee shop, um, and the bad shop. And I don't know, it was really charming. I wanted to keep going back there, keep going through the story. Um, and I like the Bean Kingdom. All the characters are kind of, they look like Mario characters. Like in the second one, they were all aliens and they didn't really look like Mario characters. 
but yeah, that's I mean, a good game. I've played about a couple of hours of that game. I think I maybe beat the first and second boss, I think. I didn't get that far, but I have played it, and I, and I do like what I've played of it. Um, I don't know. It's, it's pretty decent. It's a pretty decent RPG. Yeah, I think it's like what you were saying about how Super Mario RPG is kind of an intro RPG. I, I feel like yeah. the whole Mario and Luigi series is kind of that way. Like, you'd feel comfortable giving yeah. it to someone who, I don't know, is a, a pretty strong reader for elementary school, and they'll be able to get mm-hmm. through the game. Like, you won't have to come and help them. Um, it can be tough, but not like... Like, it sets you up in a very safe way, not like Final Fantasy, where they just, they just throw you in the overworld and say, oh, well, here you go. Yeah. It's very... It's more linear in some aspects, and it's also more straightforward, and it gives you a lot of help. Yeah, All and those games do. The world is very well put together. I like games that yeah. don't have an overworld. I mean, the overworld can be nice, but if it's all just interconnected, like Pokemon or um, the Mario RPGs, like that's just so much cooler to me. And like stepping outside the border and like, oh, now the town looks really small and shitty and you're like walking across a desert. Yeah. One of the things I don't like about Final Fantasy is the overworld maps. Those can be really just kind of bare and full of, um, you know, attacks and and things like that. It's kind of boring and kind of it's easy to get lost. Yeah. Um, There's none of that in the Mario games. That's what I like about them, too. Well, I mean, one of the things that I love about RPGs is, yes, the overworld is like an abstraction of, you know, of the real world where everything's interconnected. But I love that abstraction aspect of the genre, you know, the fact Mm. that we've boiled everything down so far into, like, this idea of a battle system and this idea of a, a contest between two sides that plays out in simple numbers and simple menu choices, mm. that RPGs are, like, super simple. Anyone can pick them up and play them, and as long as you figure out what's going on, and most RPGs are like this, you put in enough time, you can level to a place where you can beat it. It's yeah. like, the, it is, I mean, I love RPGs, but they are also, in a way, the world's easiest game genre. Well, you Dragon know, Quest is like the first casual game. Didn't um, Yuji Horii want to make a game where anyone could play, like even your mom? Like, Yeah, it makes a lot of sense to me, and especially yeah. because, yeah, you don't need anything to to really beat the, the first RPGs aside from time mm. and knowing what not to do at some point. But it wasn't based on Twitches. And part of it, so I love the fact that they've taken all this, this concept of a battle which could be a real-time system and be really twitchy and taking it and boiled it. Uh, the entire genre is about abstraction down to a simple thing. And if you think about it, you can take that and you can reapply it. We don't have to be fighting each other. This RPGs could be retooled, the entire genre and all its mechanisms could be retooled to do stuff like debates. It could be, do, be stuff like baking competitions. Yeah. You know, you don't, it's, it's, a really simple but super versatile genre if that's what you wanted to do with it. Hmm. So, I mean, I love... I mean, the nostalgia in me loves the overworld, but also I love the fact that it means that you can turn it into anything. 
yeah. when you have that much abstraction going on. Yeah, that's something that I've always really respected about RPGs is that the mechanics don't really matter. Like, it's... I mean, they're like, exciting judging... and you want to understand them and utilize them, but yeah. yeah but the, the older ones, you know, it was always all the same. Like, the turn-based RPGs, like, they didn't really bring much. But it was just a vehicle to tell a story, mm-hmm. which I thought mm-hmm. was really impactful when I was a kid. I was like, wow, it's stories. Like, you don't judge a book based on, like, what kind of paper it's printed on. So why would you judge an RPG based on, like, the battle system? It's all about the story and the music. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, mean, like, battle, some if the battle system is really bad and sort of, like, unfair or just, like broken doesn't really work properly like then it starts to become like you know it's not as much fun it's not as good like well if they don't even fix the battle system chances that their story is worth telling are, are yeah. pretty low i think for these super nintendo and nes games i mean rpgs um when it comes to that i think that like the gameplay isn't like the main factor it is it is a factor but it's not the main factor and I think these days, I think a lot of it is more gameplay focused. And, um, y- you know, I don't, I'm not going to say like the story isn't as important today, but I think there's more emphasis back in the Super Nintendo days. And, uh, just because, um, you know, they couldn't, not everything was an action role playing game, so. That's probably why, but but yeah, I, I see what you mean. Like gameplay isn't like the biggest factor. Like going back a few generations, I think it is more today, but not back then. So we probably won't really get stuck into the DS RPGs uh, today, because <laughs> I think actually RPG, an entire genre, is really ambitious. Some technical difficulties, but um, we might do like a, a more in depth like look at the RPG library in the on the DS at some point um, in the mm-hmm. near future. It might be fun. Um, yeah, I I am sorry, guys. This started off. We were going to talk about one RPG. And then we were going to talk about two RPGs, and then it turned into all RPGs. <laughs> yeah. so, well, it wasn't going to be all RPGs. It was just sort of like a, some of our some of our thoughts and memories on various games we like and played like over the years. Um, you know, so I hope people have sort of enjoyed our meanderings through the RPG conversation. Well, who uh, cares? Thanks. I enjoyed it. <laughs> Uh, okay, just quick one, one like uh, honorable mention DS RPG that you think people should check out that isn't like a, a well-known one, something a little more obscure. Mm. You want that mm. from us? Yeah, from you guys. Oh well, I just didn't... one. <laughs> just one. There's so many obscure. DS We're going to come back okay. to the DS. But <laughs> okay, just okay. A quick, a quick yeah. I guess <laughs> I picked Solid Robo, even though I never beat it. I'm mm. sorry, it was pretty good. Okay. Uh, Brian? I don't know, because, like, the first one that comes to my mind is, like, Dragon Quest Nine, so, and that's not, you know, like, obscure, so. I mean, um, I've heard, what's that once Great Enix one? It's, like, The World Ends The World Ends With, with you. you? Yeah, I've heard that one's really good. Yeah, that's meant to be quite good. Uh, you, you know, just, we, we, had, we never even really went into, like, tactic RPGs, like, Fire mm-hmm. Emblem. Mm. But, um, 
Final Fantasy Tactics A2 is really good, mm. too. I, I recommend that. Cool. It really improves upon the first game in a lot of ways. It's really fun. Mm. I guess Lost in Blue is not one. Um, well, it's Jim. Uh, a Way Shuffle Dungeon, maybe? Uh, that's also an action. I Action RPGs count, huh? A Way Shuffle Dungeon. Yeah, yeah, we talked about Zelda for like 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've, I've got one. It's called um, Rhapsody, a musical adventure, I think it's called. I do have it on the DS in my room. It's kind of a cool little RPG. I mean, it's quite simple. It was actually on the PS1, but they basically reworked a lot of the game for the DS release. And... Um, it's sort of just like a really cute RPG. It's like the main characters, I think they're... There's musical stuff, but I think there's also a lot of, like, cake attacks and, like, food-related ones as well. <laughs> so <laughs> that's kind of a, a funny little RPG that, you know, doesn't seem to get mentioned a whole lot. But Anyway, that, we'll save that for the DS segment we do in a, in a little while. So, uh, all right. So thanks, guys, for coming on this episode. <laughs> Apparently only part one in our adventure into the genre of RPGs. <laughs> well, so part part two is going to be focused on Mega Man Battle Network because those are the best games of all time. Yeah, we could uh, we could focus on uh, some you know more on the GBA and the DS. And you mean those games have the best music ever? <clears throat> oh gosh, the music! There's the one song that plays over and over again whenever anything bad is going to ha- is happening in all six games, <laughs> and it's like one measure long, and it just keeps repeating. Because I it's that good. Love that music because it's so intense, man. So um, yeah, if people want to ask like some, you know, send in some quirk questions or comments about RPGs, we would like love to read them out on the show and um, sort of discuss some more RPG stuff. So yeah, if anyone wants to um, send in email, they can at uh, which is connectivity. What is it? Connectivity at nintendoworldreport.com <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you could uh, you, um, just drop something in the talkback epi- uh, talk for this show when, we, when it's posted or even on Twitter which is at ConnectivityNWR um, we should have the results in from the latest poll that we went out oh, today God. by then uh, what character Adam should cosplay as so we can choose from Princess Peach, Mario, Toad, or Ray from Star Wars. So I hope it's uh, you know, Ray maybe be be um, humorous. I think I can only pull one of those off. <laughs> Mario, the fat dude with the <laughs> facial hair. I'll vote for Mario. I don't want to make you dress up as Ray from Star Wars or Princess Peach or anything like <laughs> Thank that. you. You know, Toad is, like, hairless, so I'd have to do He's something about Earl. that. You have to put on, like, a giant nappy and a mushroom hat. What? No, he wears giant pants, a tiny vest, and a giant hat. That's what I'd have to do. <laughs> I have to leave, like, one hair, like, like in the cartoon. And I think, like, he took it off once. I think he was boxing for, like, maybe one hair. Oh, yeah! <laughs> Toad used to have, like, the squeaky voice. Now he's got, like, a, I don't know, some sort of grouchy voice. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks, guys. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. Come on, says bye.